Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Martin Ford with us. We're going to take calls with Martin next hour about artificial intelligence, so make sure you jump on board here. Back to our our truck drivers, uh, Martin, and uh, talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, Yeah. At Um, at some point, it's going to backfire, isn't it? Well, it... It, it won't necessarily backfire, but there there are things that we need to worry about. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of nefarious ways that artificial intelligence can be used um, and is being used. In fact, if you look at what's happening in China, they're building kind of a, a, a Orwellian surveillance state. You know, they they're using artificial intelligence, sure. facial recognition, to to keep track of of their people to control basically what they do, even what they buy, um, who they associate with, what they post on social media, all that stuff is. How long kids um, can play video games? They're controlling that now. Yeah, exactly. And and AI is going to be, I mean, it's an incredibly powerful tool for an authoritarian regime like China, right? If you're a government that wants to control your population and, and always know what your population is doing, what your people are doing, AI is is a dream come true, basically. You know, it's it's very very powerful when used for that purpose. So, and and the thing is that China is not is deploying that domestically in their country, but they're also exporting it to other countries, right? There's especially other author, authoritarian countries like in the Middle East and things like that. Um, so it's kind of spreading around the world. And I mean, there is always going to be a trade-off, right? If if you, you I mean, you can legitimately use things like facial recognition. And you can reduce crime, right? You can you can stop crimes from happening. I mean, these systems have been used, for example, to to catch pedophiles, you know, people abusing children, stuff like that, which definitely is a good thing. But the other side of that is that it can really be a threat to privacy. So I think that each you know each community, each city, each each state, each country is going to have to have kind of a conversation about this and, and decide, you know, well, how far do we want to go with this? You know, what what are we willing to accept in terms of giving up privacy in order to have more security, less criminals, less terrorists, things like that? Hasn't Elon Musk said some pretty outrageous things about artificial intelligence? He has. He said that artificial intelligence is summoning the demon and... and uh, I think at one sense he says it's more dangerous than North Korea, more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Um, that's not true now. What what he's thinking of is some future scenario where AI reaches you know human level intelligence and then goes beyond that. And we're very far from that now. We can't build. We can do. We can build systems that are seem to be very smart in very very specific narrow ways. You know that can do very, very specific things, but we haven't built any kind of artificial intelligence that has anything like general human intelligence. And yet people are definitely working on that. You know, I mean, there are a couple of companies out there, uh, DeepMind, which is owned by Google, and, and OpenAI is another one. They're both focused specifically on, on doing that, someday building a machine that has human-level intelligence. Now, once you get to that point, people worry that you could lose control of it, right? That, right. That it will suddenly become much smarter than us, not not just equal to us, but it'll be, you know, maybe a thousand times smarter than us. You know, we'll be like a mouse, you know, compared to to this 
this machine, right, in terms of our level of intelligence. And then once that happens, how do we keep control of it, you know? And, um, I mean, what, what most of the people worry about is not so much like the Terminator movie where, you know, you really have these malevolent machines that want to kill us, but rather the, it would just get beyond us and we might ask it to do something for us, but then it, it would act in ways that we didn't intend and, and you know, maybe cause us real harm. Some people even think it could be an existential threat in the, scene, in the sense that it could wipe all of humanity out, uh, you know, out and, and things like that. I, you know, I think that's kind of a legitimate concern, and there are some really smart people working on that. But I do think it's pretty far in the future, so I don't worry about it too much right now. Are Asimov's robotic rules still in effect? They, I mean, they're kind of irrelevant. I mean, I, I, I don't even remember exactly what they are, but the first one is a robot can't kill, right? And yet we're already on the verge of having autonomous weapons. I mean, we already, of course, have remote-controlled robots, drones that kill people, right? And you just saw a you know, very tragic tragedy in Afghanistan. In, in Afghanistan with that, right? And that was, that was a machine that was under human control. Um, but we are very close to the point where those machines are going to be unleashed. Um, in fact, there was another article you may have seen in the New York Times, I think it was yesterday or the day before, about the Israelis carried out an assassination um, in Iran of uh, the top, the top, the very top nuclear scientist in Iran, the one that the one that is, uh, you know, in charge of their whole nuclear program, which mm-hmm. they deny having. Um, so the Israelis were able to assassinate this guy by hiding um, a robotic machine gun in a truck, basically on the side of the road, and then they they tracked the guy and and shot the guy with the machine gun, but it was controlled. I think from Israel, basically, you know, from a long, long way away, but via satellite. With cameras, thing, I guess, right? Right, exactly. But the thing is that because it had to go via satellite, there was a delay of about a second, I think, between what, what the person controlling it saw in the camera, right, and, you know, being able to fire it, right? And there were wind conditions and all of that. So they actually used artificial intelligence to correct for that. To correct for the delay, you know, to 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 adjust the the gun so that it could handle, you know, the the wind conditions, things like that. So that's you know getting very close to just saying we'll just let the gun do it do, do its thing by itself, right? And 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 we are really on the verge of that. Um, and you can imagine, for example, usually the way that this is imagined is is in terms of drones, right? So you can have small swarming drones, maybe hundreds of them, maybe even thousands of them. That would swarm and could attack people, and they don't have to have guns on or anything. They could just be little drones that had um, a little um, explosive charge, right? And, and it would the drone would just fly into you and, and, and kill you. There's actually a, a YouTube video you can watch. It's called Slaughterbots, and it was made by um, a guy named Stuart Russell, who's a professor of you know an AI professor at, at UC Berkeley. And he's really worried about this. So he worked on with a team and made this very professional video called Slaughterbots. And you can watch it. And it's really scary. I mean, you, you know, it shows you what, what could happen um, if we really unleashed autonomous weapons. And the thing, of course, is that they might initially be developed for militaries, right? But then what happens if those weapons fall into the hands of terrorists? That's right. Or and, criminals. You know, yeah, or criminals or or 
you know, they could be used in all, you know, you already have criminals, you know, you've seen doing cyber hacking, holding companies hostage, all that kind of stuff. So you can imagine maybe that kind of thing happening with actual weapons as well. So it's quite a bunch of scary scenarios there. I've got the first uh, three laws of uh, Azamak, and uh, it came out of his book, iRobot. The first law, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Second, a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders could conflict with the first law. Third, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Well, already these robots have violated these laws because we see what these drones are doing. Yeah, I mean, you can argue that those aren't real robots because they're, they're machines. They're controlled, right? Right. But, but once they become autonomous, and I think that's kind of inevitable. I mean, you know, so far, like the, the U.S. is saying we're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to always keep a person in the loop. Um, but there is an initiative in the United Nations to ban these kinds of weapons, to make, to make autonomous weapons illegal in the same way that um, chemical weapons are, are banned and biological weapons are banned. But actually, that's not making a lot of progress. And the reason is that the three countries that really matter, which are you know the United States and Russia and China, None of them will go along with a ban, right? They 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 don't they don't want to right. ban. The it's got to be all reason, or none. Right. The reason is they don't trust each other, right? I mean, if we well, that's we right. Stop. If you if you disarmed all your nukes, somebody's going to keep one. Right. And, right. And, and that's why nobody will trust each other. Exactly. Right. So it's a you know these these things are in development, right? And what what they're saying is, well, we will we'll develop this technology, you know, in the lab, right? and show that it can work, but then we won't actually ever use it. Um, I mean, hopefully that will be the case, but they, they won't not develop it because they don't trust other countries not to develop it. And, and it is the case that, I mean, these kinds of weapons would be a tremendous advantage, right? I mean, on a battlefield, a machine can think a thousand times faster than any human being, maybe a million times faster, right? I mean, in, in the time it takes a person to reach for a button, even, and press the button. The, 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 the machine has already pushed the button. figured everything out and, and taken action, right? So there's no way that, that a human being's reaction could ever compete with, uh, with, with, with a robot, right? If it was just let go to, to make decisions for itself. So, I mean, it would be a real advantage for whichever military developed these, and that's the reason that they're not going to you know, take this off the table. Martin, would you say our smartphones are robots? Uh, they're definitely technology, and they, they, they definitely are incorporating artificial intelligence. I mean, they're not, they're not robots in the sense of being autonomous themselves, but they are incorporating um, AI. I mean, like a Siri, right, the, the personal assistants or... or um, I'm, I'm amazed by it. I mean, they, they remember your passwords. They remember your usernames. They remember all kinds of things on your phone. It's amazing. How do they do that? Well, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's advances in artificial intelligence, that, te- that particular technology called deep learning, which is the latest um, trend in, art- in artificial intelligence. And it's been about 10 years now that it's really been the primary way things are done, and it's been pretty revolutionary. And that's what powers Siri. That's what powers um, Amazon's, you know, Alexa. Alexa, right? sure. 
you know, that's the technology behind that. And, it, and it's now also, um, they're actually making special computer chips specifically for deep learning, for that technology, so it can run faster and faster. And those are used in Teslas, for example, for the self-driving, for the self-driving car, you know, feature. And they're also in, in at least the higher-end smartphones, you know, and, and they're used to power things like Siri. And, and that will only keep advancing, right? So, you know, what we have right now in terms of Siri or Alexa is really pretty rudimentary. I mean, it, you know, it's not definitely not at the level of like the Star Trek computer, right, where you could really carry on a conversation and, and it will talk to you just like a person. Um, but we are going to get closer and closer to that. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a relentless trend. It is amazing that artificial intelligence at its best is very helpful to us. Oh yeah, it's going to be the, it's going to be the most powerful tool that we have. I mean, it's the most important technology. And, and, and what I argue in my book, um, Rule of the Robots, is that artificial intelligence is eventually going to be almost like electricity. It's going to be everywhere. You know, you think think of what your life would be like if you didn't have electricity, right? I mean, just about everything you do throughout the day, to some extent, relies on electricity, yep. right? Um, or batteries or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of electric power. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're plugged into time. So AI will be like that. It will be everywhere. Um, and we will grow more and more dependent on it. Uh, so it's going to be a totally revolutionary technology that's really going to shape the future. And I, I, as I say, it's not a bad thing, but there are some scary things that come along with it, right? And we we're going to need, you know, laws and regulations to deal with these things. Like we, we really should do something about those autonomous weapons. If we can't ban them entirely, then we really need to take steps to make absolutely certain that they don't end up in the hands of terrorists. Well, but who knows what's going to happen with that, right? Yeah, I mean, did we expect terrorists to command three planes? Exactly. And that, and that's the thing is that, that you know, what happened with, with, those planes on 9-11 is the terrorists did that with box cutters, right? They, um, they got on with their box cutters AI, and threatened people. The thing is that AI is closer to a box cutter than to a nuclear weapon in terms of the complexity of it. I mean, I mean, you know, people in a basement somewhere can use it, can use artificial intelligence. They could buy a drone on Amazon and then maybe retrofit that drone, uh, turn it into a weapon, right? It's nothing like nuclear weapons. I mean, nuclear. We if you want to build a nuclear weapon, you need to be a country, right? Even most countries can't do that, right? Um, it's it's, it's huge, difficult. It's difficult to hide. Right, right. But these, you know, things, technologies that involve weaponizing artificial intelligence and drones and things like that. I mean, literally, you could do it in a basement. You know, just one guy or a few people. Um, so it's going to be much harder to control it. Will AI, Martin, find cures for, like, COVID-19? Well, it, it would definitely be a very powerful tool for medicine, and, in fact, that's already happening. They're using um, AI to discover new drugs. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're searching for molecules, right, that have a particular shape that can do particular things. Um, and AI is really, really good at this, and there have already been, for example, antibiotic, antibiotics um, discovered that with artificial intelligence. and um, so it's going to be, yeah, very powerful for, for that kind of thing. It's going to definitely advance medicine. Um, and it will also be used in other areas like di diagnosis. Um, you know, there are AI systems that can look at medical scans, you know, like uh, 
x-rays or, or mammograms, things like that, look for cancer. And in some cases, they can do that better than doctors, right? And that's going to get better and better. So these technologies are going to be a boon to medicine, absolutely. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.